Welcome to episode 279 of In Touch with iOS, the show that talks about iPhone, iPad, Apple Watch, Apple TV, and related technologies. I'm your host, Dave Ginsburg, and I have a special uh, episode this week. It happens to be my birthday at the, at the start of this show recording, and uh, I have everybody here that's been on the show and then some, and we just love having my friends here to celebrate as well, celebrate talking about Apple. But first off, Patrice Brendamore is here. Thank you so much for being here, Patrice. How you doing, Patrice? Thank you. I'm I'm doing well. Happy birthday! Like, I'm so I'm so glad that that you wanted to do a show on your birth actual birthday and that yeah. you invited me. Oh, like, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Been... I wouldn't have it any other way. It's going to be a lot of fun. It just so happened to have to happen fall yeah. on a Friday, so it worked out really yeah. well. And I'm and I'm guessing you're going to go for some awesome awesome food later on, right? I I am. I am going to be a, how about you? I'll have to report back and do another mm. episode of Foodie Flashback. <laughs> I think so, yeah. <laughs> are, are you going to order tater tots? Uh, they probably don't offer that, but. No. <laughs> but uh, also joining. <laughs> and we did, we are recording this in the afternoon on Friday, so it's a little different, but uh, I am so thrilled that Kelly Gomat was able to make it. How are you doing, Kelly? I'm doing well. How about you, David? Doing well, doing well. And Great. Happy Great. birthday. Fellow thank Scorpio. You. Thank you very much. And uh, Jeff Gamet is here as well. You heard his voice. How are you doing, Jeff? Thanks for being here. I'm doing great. And uh, I'm excited that I get to be here on your birthday. Yes, it's going to be a lot of fun. And and last but certainly not least, Ben Rathick, thank you for being here. How are you doing? I'm doing great, Dave. It's been Good. a week with not a lot of talking, but I, I'm better now. Good. Good to hear. And we may get grace the presence of Chuck Joyner in a little bit here, but uh, we'll see how that goes. Uh, but uh, for right now, we got a lot of good stuff to talk about this week. Uh, some news of the day and uh, all kinds of stuff that's been happening with uh, uh, with Apple as well as uh, updates. And I found this, this interesting thing to talk about. I think we'd have a good discussion about uh, cables for your devices. Which ones do you buy? Uh, as well as I did get the Apple Pencil right there. That's the, the $79 USB-C. I'm going to do a review of it. Nice. And yeah. It's, cool. so we'll see. So we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that. And then some. Uh, so let's go ahead and get started. Uh, the first story of the day, I think, is was a kind of more of an amusing one of anything. Uh, Barbara Streisand. You never thought I would say that on this show. <laughs> corrected corrected I mean... Siri by calling Tim Cook. Uh, and uh, she had problems with Siri like everybody else. But, of course, she got to fix her irritation by phoning up Tim Cook. The series uh, pronunciation of names and places is pretty good as far as text-to-speech goes, but it's not perfect, as we all know. In one instance, when the S-Lady was getting it slightly wrong, one famous uh, user decided to complain to the top of Apple. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and this happened before, and I, and I <laughs> guess... Having that one perk of fame, Streisand said, um, said uh, as a quote, uh, getting support from Tim Cook over S-Lady wasn't Streisand's only notable brush with technology. The Streisand effect, the phenomenon when oh, someone yeah. attempts to censor information online, but instead it propagates to a much wider audience. Of course, that's talking about her failed lawsuit of people not being able to photograph her her yeah. mansion in 2003 because of, of they're doing a coastline erosion project. So uh, I found this to be very amusing. <laughs> And uh, I guess she's got that connection with Tim. So I don't know if Tim did much because they didn't say anything if they uh, if she did. Uh, <laughs> what do you well, think, Patrice? <laughs> if, I, I mean, the, 
that's probably not the only case of stuff like that happened. I mean, I remember there was some story. I think it was an Apple exec who actually dropped off his iMac at someone at, at someone at the company, like at Apple, some other exec, and said like, "Okay, there's a bug, fix it." And like stuff like that. I think stuff like that happens more than we than we yeah. realize. Oh yeah, because I mean, they have they like they share phone numbers, they have the numbers, they they mm-hmm. they have friendships sometimes or relationships of some sort. Yeah. Um, right. So they're like, I mean, if wouldn't you do that if you were friends or somehow at least had some connection with Tim Cook? Wouldn't you call him and say, "Well, this is broken. Can you fix it?" I would. I would, yeah. I would make it count, though. You know. Yeah, sure. Like, like do it for I, something it would important. Be, yeah, like yeah, like uh, she always gets my last name wrong one hundred percent of the time mm. until I retrain it. And uh, it will shock you to know that I have other people in my phone who have the same last name, spelled the same way. And it also um, uh, pronounces them wrong, too. So, uh, you know, it's the kind of thing where I think you would have to kind of pick your battles. But uh, probably what happened, you know, um, I assume this is not the first time uh, someone who is friendly with Tim Cook has called him and said, so my phone is doing this thing that I don't like. And so... uh, as family tech support, he has probably mm-hmm. mastered, well, let me see what I can do. I'll look into it and then, you know, left it at that, depending on, you know, what yeah. actually can be done, you know? So, yeah. That's a really good point. I mean, it's like, we all, we all do that. We all, we all are family tech support and we all know mm-hmm. how annoying it yes. sometimes can be like when everybody's coming to you with their little pet beef and their little problem. Mm. Now imagine you're Tim Cook and basically the entire world is coming to you. Yeah. 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 But, he must, but, I feel like he must have a secret email. At mm-hmm. Apple, because everybody knows that you know Tim Cook at Apple.com is going to go to him. So the one that he actually uses for stuff is probably something like. Mm. Or they have they really good filters, out, you know? Yeah. Or oh, yeah, yeah, somebody else has access to his inbox. Like I can't even imagine. Oh, that's fire hose. Oh, definitely. You know? Yeah, hundred percent. Probably more than one person. Yeah. yeah I would his the, the email address he actually uses is Cook Tim six five six eight. Tim, no Tim well, Apple. Now he has to change it again. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I'm going to get a call on that one. You really are. (laughs) Any other thoughts, guys? We can move on on this this story. Yes. Um, First, I I would have been horribly disappointed if uh, they hadn't made a Streisand effect uh, reference in the article. So I'm glad Mm -hmm. to see it. My other comment is, if you're going to use your own keyboard to stage a, a, a photo for an article... Clean your freaking keyboard first. <laughs> That's so true. Breach. <laughs> it was a stock photo. <laughs> even worse. That's even worse. Yeah, even worse. I, know. I, know. Uh, I mean, one, uh, you couldn't you couldn't clean your keyboard for the stock photo. Two, if you picked the stock photo, you picked the one with the with the dirty keyboard. Yeah, like, uh, yeah. I didn't, I, I, I didn't even notice that. It, it does it does look gross. <laughs> Why is your phone ringing? <laughs> yeah it's probably the, uh, tim apple it was yeah. it, it was tim apple it says, come on yeah. Tim. And, and honestly the per- whoever was lo- was running the uh stock photo service should have been like uh no if uh, i mean yeah. the stock Use i don't AI think that's a stock it photo. <laughs> i think somebody needed an image for a post and uh it took a picture of a keyboard that really could stand <laughs> if you're gonna get that close you you should, I, I mean, should be you, keyboard. It, it, 
if you if you're I don't know if you don't want to clean your keyboard for some reason, use AI to do it nowadays. <laughs> Just clean up the photo. Like <laughs> yes. Or uh, you get one of these and then you peel it off, take the picture and put it back on. And this can be as grubby as you want. She's showing a rubber cover for the a key, keyboard. A keyboard I have a keyboard. Yeah, I have a, a mm. thing over my keyboard. Yeah. yeah okay, let's let's move on before this goes off the rails more than it already has. Uh, next story here is <laughs> uh, Disney Plus and Hulu are going to merge into hmm. to a single app. And then beta is going to be coming in December. Uh, Disney announced this week that it'll soon combine the Disney Plus and Hulu and Hulu into one streaming service with an un, uh, un, un, uh, said unfiled app to be available in a beta capacity next month. Unified. Uh, Disney's, is that unified? Okay, my, I'm blind. Thank you. It was in a bad spot there. Uh, Disney uh, CEO Bob Iger first announced plans to merge Hulu and Disney Plus into a single app earlier this year, and the app will be offered to those who subscribe to Disney Plus and the Hulu bundle, providing customers with one app to access all content. Uh, right now, Disney, of course, offers a combined bundle that includes them both, but subscribers will need to download two separate apps. Um, pricing hasn't been announced, but uh, this is, uh, you know, the current ad-supported Hulu is and Disney Plus bundle costs $10 a month, whereas the version without ads is $20 a month. Um, so this is going to be interesting to see where this goes. Um, uh, I have both services. I think a few of us mm. here too do as well. And mm. I, I think it's a smart move on their part because you've got both very demanding uh, apps that, that are, are high in this in the streaming world. Uh, and mm. uh, I, I, I think uh, that this just makes total sense to do that. What do you think, Ben? I think this is a very smart move. Yep. Uh, it gives Disney Plus more more uh, content uh, the way Max has done, the way the Paramount right. Plus has done by adding Showtime. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I think eventually you're going to see ESPN put into the into the Disney Plus app too. The big question unless here, they sell it, <laughs> yeah, yeah, unless they sell it, exactly. Yeah, the big question here might be what is going to be done with uh of uh, Hulu live TV. Yeah, there was no mention That's of that. That's a good question. So, yeah. yeah. Doesn't Disney even offer live TV already? Could they just rule it to mm. that? Sometimes. No, not in Disney. But I thought so. Yeah, Sometimes they have like okay. live streams of events. They have live events. Oh, okay, yeah. 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 Okay. But not like yeah. Like Elton John they did it and, yeah. you know some and others. Yet. How, yeah. How much are you willing to bet that the new app will be worse? Then the both both <laughs> old apps combine because mm-hmm. you got two technologies going like this. Yeah, it's like <laughs> yeah. Uh, honestly, hey, the only the only on. thing about this I thought was the mo- was was uh, newsy was that it took this long for it to happen because it was really yes. just a question of time. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, I think everybody saw this coming down the major freeway of your choice, and yeah. uh, you know, in your region, and <laughs> I think that. Um, it was really just a mostly I'm I'm worried for exactly the reasons Patrice just about like, wait, I have two apps that are fine now. Ish. And so well, fine. I didn't say great. I said fine. <laughs> I mean, neither of them is HBO Max. Like, let's just That's true. put that on That's the table. Fair. Um <laughs> You know, not that that bar is particularly high. And then that's what worries me Um, (laughs) because I don't I don't want to end up with one app that kind of half asses both of them. Uh, The the thing I think is still kind of up in the air is what's going to happen in the rest of the world, because there's 
certain things that show up in different services in the rest of the world. And I don't know how this is going yeah. to affect that. So maybe that's why it took that's so long. That's true. Yeah. Hulu is not uh, available think... here. Like Disney Plus yeah. is, but Hulu is not. But there's so no yeah, Hulu. that's a good point. So they may yeah. have to maintain it separate anyway. For well, you, for or we could get Hulu finally. Oh, maybe, maybe Hulu. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, not going to happen, but we could. No, you'll never yeah. get it Actually, because it'll be called something else, but it'll have all well, the stuff from Hulu. So you'll finally get well, to watch would... Letterkenny and or Only Murders in the Building, and it'll be great. That yeah. would be awesome, but no. Actually, they might. Uh, because for for those who are not uh, knowledgeable about uh, Disney Plus in other markets, there is a kind of a more adult uh, part to it called Disney Star. Mm -hmm. uh, it's not inconceivable that the Disney Star branding could be changed to Hulu worldwide. Okay, okay. I could see that. It could happen. Yeah, it could happen. Did you have any other thoughts, Jeff? Uh, for me, this is just a reminder that everyone needs to really pay attention to the content they're getting on their services, because Hulu was created as a, as a platform for a lot of broadcasters to use together, right? mm -hmm. and it has transitioned into essentially a Disney-controlled uh, outpost. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, the, the old stuff that, that they don't want to have on the main platform. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, a after buying out the last part that was owned by Comcast, it is 100% Disney owned. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. All right. Let's uh, move on. The uh, next story here Apple says it doesn't hike iPhone and Apple Watch prices to pay for its climate pledge. So don't, don't blame the climate for Apple prices. Have you ever looked at a price of a brand new uh, Apple uh, Watch Series 9 and wondered if you're you're subsidizing Apple's environmental efforts? You can rest easy. You you aren't. And those prices are all components, manufacturing, and profit. That was according to Apple's vice president, Lisa Jackson, that is behind the Apple's environmental and uh, initiatives. And uh, uh, in a new interview, she confirmed that the company does not factor that as, as a premium. Uh, and it turns out that the making and then selling of the best Apple watch to date just costs a lot of money. And then that's why Apple charges this much. And they go on mm -hmm. to say, talking a little bit more about the environment mm -hmm. and, and all that fun stuff. But, uh, I tend to believe them. I mean, Lisa Jackson, if anybody I feel feels uh, she, she knows what she's doing when she uh, and taking care of the environmental stuff that Apple does. What do you think Patrice on this? Uh, I mean, she's not lying. But I don't right. think she's also t telling the full truth. One okay. way or another, you are paying for this. If it costs, yeah. if it costs them more money to do this, and I think currently it probably does some way. They're saving probably somewhere else and making up for it and whatever. Like there's probably ways to do it. But one way or another, you're paying for it. it it's like so. It, it's probably not directly in the phone, but it's somewhere indirectly in, in other costs included. So I I don't believe it. Okay. It's marketing. Yeah. Go ahead, Kelly. Well, I was gonna say that I think um I think that she's I think she's correct if it's you know not just the Apple Watch, because I think they are probably financing this with every purchase. So mm -hmm. it's not just of course they are. watches yeah. got more expensive. It's like that cost is built into everything across the line. So, yeah. uh, you know, if if you have an M3 laptop on the way to you right now, you're probably paying a little bit for it. For it. Um, if you subscribe to Apple Music, you're probably paying a little bit for it. Like all mm -hmm. of, you know, 
all of the hardware, all of the services, like all portions of that are going to finance it. It's not like, oh, the watch is a hundred dollars more this year. So obviously it's because you know, no, that's mm-hmm. that's not they didn't how it just works. tack on the price. Yeah. And they're smarter than that anyway, because that pledge is for all products. It's not just for the watch or for the phone. So right. it it seems odd that that this was a thing that had to be written up, I guess. Hmm. That this is a thing that needed clarification. What do you think, Ben? I'm with uh, Kelly and Patrice. I mean, why they might be doing some nice marketing math here. It's ultimately going to go into the budget somewhere because Apple has this thing called shareholders. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm one of them. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, they like their they like a nice stock price so they can get paid. And Apple's going to be just like, hey, we'll do a bunch of things, but we're not going to make more revenue elsewhere. Shareholders are not going to be happy. So, you know, the products might have stayed mostly the same, but uh, we did get a nice little uh, price hike in services. Just saying. We did. Yeah. We did. Thoughts, Jeff? Yes. That's okay. <laughs> yeah. If I'm off base, tell me, and I'm okay with that. And You're maybe, off base. Thank you. <laughs> Trace, maybe do it. That timing is perfection. Pictures thrown over. Uh, all right. So may, maybe I'm jaded because I spent so many years covering Apple uh, news. I don't get why this is a story at all. Yeah. What? Why was this even written up? Yes. Newsweek. This on it was on iMore, so I trust them. Well, I mean, <clears throat> they're they're not lying. But right. I look at this and 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 I'm like, this is not news. Mm-hmm. If I what what I would have done is, is said, okay, so we have this information. What is it that actually matters? What? What can we bring to people that uh, that offers them some insight that uh, that just saying Apple doesn't charge you extra for climate initiatives? What, what is it? Because this is not news. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Exactly. I'm to- Mr. Cranky Pants. <laughs> okay. It's a good way to move to the next story. <laughs> uh, at. Uh, so, uh, next story is Apple Wallet account balance features now now supports every major UK bank. Um, hey, just a cool. few weeks after Apple rolled out a brilliant new account uh, balance upgrade to the UK iPhone users, we now know exactly which which major banks are supporting the new feature, and it's good news all around. With iOS 17.1, Apple added this new f- feature for the UK users that will show all of their bank balances and transaction history right within the Apple Wallet app. It's all thanks to the to the UK's open banking API, hence it's not currently available in the US. And Apple explains that this new feature lets you connect your account to the wallet app and view your debit and credit card balance, full transaction transaction history, and more. The same support document also updated this week now lists all the UK banks that support the feature. And it looks like that 
the only major player not on the list is uh, Starling. I don't know the banks in the UK, so I I think the never heard of it. I, never heard of it. <laughs> and then I said, "Ask Patrice. <laughs> you you, you're living in Europe, so I don't think you're here with either." I'm closer. Um, I've been to the UK a bunch of times. Never heard of it. Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, go, go ahead, tell me what you think of this. Uh, I think at least it's a good strut. I hope I hope to see this in the US. Yeah, it, it, it's a it's a great feature. I mean, it it is available to some extent in the US because uh, at least Apple Card and I think some I think some banks is support yeah. if I remember correctly. Uh, but it's not across it's not across across the board everything everywhere because there's no standard API. Yeah, it makes sense. I said I don't. I've never heard like I've been on British Tech Network for like. I think nine years by now or ten years. Oh. I've never even heard of Starling, so I don't even know who they who they are or whatever. So who cares? Um, but it's good, <laughs> and it's coming. It's coming to the rest of Europe. I've seen some stories. I think it's even coming to to like yeah. my bank and stuff. So nice. Actually, I, I'm looking at my Discover card I have on here, and it's showing all the latest transactions in in the wallet. So so some banks well, do do it. <clears throat> but those are the, the the Apple Card transactions, right? Not not all, no, the, no. like all all transactions. Okay, that's nice. Oh, actually, no, you're right. That. Yep, they're all Apple Pay transactions. Okay, it's right. Apple Apple Pay. But <laughs> is that I if I seem to remember that there was at least one bank in the US who's already doing it. Maybe I'm misremembering, yeah. but I thought that was wrong. I mean, for sure, as I said, Apple Card and, and the, the Apple Apple Card oh. does it, but it's kind of American Express. So. I have my my, my American Express account is showing. Uh, oh, okay, yeah. okay, yeah, showing transactions. Mm-hmm. And how so, broke yeah. I am by all the things I just spent this month. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's usually how it goes. Uh, no, so I, good feature. What do, you, what do you think, Kelly? This is just, it's good news because it's one of those things that um, is sometimes a really hard problem to solve in the rest of the world. You know, like when we, mm-hmm. you know, everything comes with an asterisk when Apple announces something new. So you can get an Apple card, but not everywhere. You can get a new phone, no. but not everywhere. You can get... Apple Music, but not everywhere, and you know. Yeah. Uh, I mean, most lady, of the time, most of the time, the answer is you can get it only in the US. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> or you know, or um, access to certain things like you can talk to this lady, but there's a very there are very few things you can actually you know ask her in the rest of the world or whatever. Uh-huh. So um, I'm glad to see that there are certain things that are rolling out worldwide. So um, I know some of this stuff is really hard to solve, and I am glad to see that they're working on it. So. Yay for yep. everybody else. I really like using yeah. my app card. I like having all the transactions mm-hmm. and stuff, you know, in there. So um, I think this is just another way to make people more aware of spending. And, you know, that's always good, too. As I just said, just looking at all the transactions, my American Express. <laughs> uh, uh, Jeff, uh, what do you think? At your peril. You can mm-hmm. add it to your wallet at your peril. At your peril. <laughs> yeah. um, at Apple's long-term strategy and, and this is no secret, ha- has been to be at the center of our lives. Yep. And uh, anything that they can do to make it easier for us to have like a nexus point for everything in our lives makes it easier for them to to actually achieve that goal. And right now, the easiest way to to be a nexus point in our lives is to get everything going through our iPhones. So this is another step in that process. And my guess is that is that Apple is doing something behind the scenes in the United States to, to uh, get some sort of standard for banks to be able to do the same thing here. Yep. That would be amazing. Hope so. Yeah. And you got the final word? 
I mean, isn't there already standards like that that Apple could use? I mean, I can do it through mo I mean, I can get my direct deposit through most banks. I can automatically hook it up to things like Plaid. Yep. Mm-hmm. But it's, I mean, Apple, Apple pretty much wants to have the, uh, the same uh, goals as the uh, social network X, but actually has a chance of doing them. (laughs) I wouldn't go that far, but I um, I, I think, well, I mean, Ben, you said like, you know, that there's, there's things that are available now, but I also know that, um, with uh quicken when i try to download from my bank it has been broken for like three years and it has never it doesn't quite work right and it will give you like sometimes all the transactions and sometimes like quicken just chokes on the on the the download of transactions and doesn't work like it's supposed to and it is super super frustrating and it has been broken forever so I am hoping that Apple is working on something secretly in the background to make this easier for everybody because then it will be easier for everybody. And yeah. uh, everybody includes Mr. Kelly, who regularly applies profanity to Quicken because there are a lot of times <laughs> when things are not working like they should, even before he gets to what all the transactions actually are. Uh, just trying to get things entered accurately sometimes is a huge hassle because there's stuff that simply doesn't work and hasn't forever. And, uh, you know, some banks don't seem interested in changing any of that. So I hope that this is something that might drag banks kicking and screaming into the 20th century. I said Mm -hmm. 20th. I meant 20th. You're welcome. (laughs) We we have home kit. We have health kit. Why not bank kit? Yes. Yeah, it would be nice. Coming to dub dub 2024. (laughs) And anyhow, and and that's when we realized that Chuck wasn't wearing any pants. Oh, oh, hi, Chuck. We're not supposed to tell that story. Oh, hi, Chuck. And and, now we want to welcome to the show Chuck Joyner. I'm so glad you were able to make it. How are you doing, Chuck? I'm great, Dave. I'm so sorry I'm late, but happy birthday. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Uh, We we saved the next story for you. uh, And uh, (laughs) it's about CAPTCHAs. No, actually, it's about OneDrive. OneDrive users must justify why they're closing at the app before uh, why, before exiting. Uh, <laughs> trust Microsoft to find ways to, uh, to uh, make up something even more annoying. The act of closing mm-hmm. the OneDrive app on Windows or Mac, for that matter, uh, now force users to explain why you are doing such a thing. I don't think you have to just ignore the question. Microsoft won't let you quit until you answer. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's like six or seven different as- answers you have to give them. Right. I don't want to use one. I don't want OneDrive running all the time. I don't want. I don't know what OneDrive is. I don't use OneDrive. <laughs> I'm trying to fix a problem with OneDrive. I'm trying to speed up my computer. I have too many notifications or other. I mean, this isn't the first time that Microsoft's demanded some explanation when you try and leave one of their products. It's and, not. They have edge. long and storied history oh my God. of interrogating people. Yeah. Change, changing yeah. edge. So, Chuck, I, I thought it'd be a great thing to bring up right when you walk in, walk in our, our show to tell you tell us what you think. Why are you trying to drive my blood pressure up, David? <laughs> I'm, I'm already on medication. I, I, you know, it's, I mean, I, I, when I saw this story, I was kind of speechless. It's like, <laughs> Really? 
uh, you know, I mean, unfortunately, the answer you really want to give them is not on there. Um, <laughs> oh, but yeah. there's an other, and they make you type if you choose other. Oh, they make you really? oh, oh, yeah. really? oh, good. Oh, oh you oh, get okay, to tell then. them exactly what. Oh, then that's <laughs> what you think. Yeah. Then I, I have lots of suggestions that are not appropriate for this show. But uh, the, the, it's the sense of entitlement mm-hmm. is just incredible. I mean, and, and Google does it a little bit because Google you know, always wants you, well, we want to make your Chrome your default browser. And, you know, that's fine. I mean, I, I kind of get that because that's just the way that they get they garner market share but mm. this just takes it to a whole nother level yeah mm-hmm. the, the only the only part well the only slightly okay thing about this is it crashes most of the time anyway so you don't have yeah. to quit so a lot of people yeah. aren't even going to see this dialogue box. <laughs> exactly just, um, it just but, crashes but what does yeah. that say about microsoft they're, they're, they're giving they're giving you a feedback mechanism that crashes constantly <laughs> gee i wonder what other microsoft products that that remind you of you know, yeah. all of them. It's <laughs> yeah. here's the thing, though, is that the reason that I see this and and uh, David can probably back me up on it is that uh, Microsoft has made changes in other parts of stuff like uh, the admin panels for the back for the back end management of things. So yeah. there's a lot of stuff that goes on <clears throat> there. Um and it, you know, things get changed or they get renamed or whatever. And then whenever I've gone in and said, you know, go back to the old way or undo the things, they're like, but why? The new outlook or the old outlook. Yeah. <laughs> so true. Yeah. Oh, do I have the supplies in mobile teams? <laughs> yeah. But the thing well, that makes yeah. it really frustrating is that it's like it is that they've that was the thing that surprised me about this was that they're doing this to end users because they've been doing it to uh, admins like 365 admins and, and office admins for a long time because it's like well why not why can't what possible reason could you have because you literally do not have basic functionality in new outlook that you have in mm-hmm. old outlook you will not let me view messages stored on my hard drive if i use new outlook so pass you know and they do the same thing in the admin panel all the time well why are you and like most of the time because I'm trying to be professional, I go to other and I say, I need to turn it off and you make me put something in here so I can do that. So here's my answer. I am turning it off because I am turning it off. And then I turn Mm -hmm. it off. But they won't let me give the, they won't, they've done this before. You can't proceed unless you give them some sort of reason. And I understand wanting feedback and I get that you want to make the product better, but Given a the long and storied history of Microsoft software, I kind of feel like you should just cut me some slack and believe that there is some compelling reason that I have and mm-hmm. let me have it and move on with my day. Yep. Any more thoughts on this? I I, I thought this was kind of a fun one. It it, it was it was also um uh you know I'm wondering on the mobile device side of things too, because we you see it all the time. I mean, Microsoft's making changes in iPhone app, like mm-hmm. it seems like daily. I mean, I unfortunately have to live in there every day with work and you know, mm-hmm. using yep, OneDrive same. and using Outlook and using uh, any of the other mm-hmm. Microsoft uh, products, SharePoint and, and Edge for that matter, you know, so... Um, yeah. So this is yes. kind of an, another prime oh. example of oh. them just Ed- making all these changes. Edge is another good example. Every time you start Edge and... Mm-hmm. 
Safari is your default browser. It asks you every time, hey, do you want Edge to be your default browser? And you have to tell it every time. Yes, I want to keep Safari every yeah. time. There is no there is no don't ask again option. It is every time. Right. Microsoft crappy. did Kobe yeah, well, that, teach and, you nothing? Well, and, and that's the thing. You know, it it's like they insist on they try to wear you down is what happens or they mm -hmm. try to get you just okay fine i'll click it and leave me alone mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. I, and and yeah. dave you just brought up a really interesting thing that i keep getting caught with i know it it's been this way for a while but it drives me crazy on my phone which i'm looking at right now mm -hmm. um i have uh i have to use outlook that's our company email mm -hmm. but same it 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 has a big blue button that says new mail mm -hmm. i know Oh, yeah. as as that showed up. Mm -hmm. I'm like, why, why Apple? Why Microsoft? Mm -hmm. Why, why? Well, new mail makes me want to click it, thinking it's going to refresh my mail and you see what's new. It's but instead, it's a compose button. They're mm -hmm. infinite wisdom. They think that has to be screaming right at you. You want to write a new email address? That's email. so stupid. No. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I mean, no. There's a reason I no longer use Microsoft products for personal reasons. Uh. They want you to do things their way, whether you want to do them or not. <laughs> I mean, OneNote or any other Microsoft product, you can't use iCloud on it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You have to use their freaking OneNote. Mm -hmm. I think if I could show this on the screen. That's what they yeah. when you tap when you tap the button and it's 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 got a got that very similar menu into in my message I'm showing here mm -hmm. that it shows a new mail but you also can do other things here too but they think that's a quick wave saying hey we got you can do something here why do I want this screaming at me right yeah. in my email I mean why do yeah. I need a Teams call when I'm in a, an email yeah, but also got, it's yeah. new. use voice Teams call new event or new message yeah. huh. right new <laughs> message is not new mail i oh god anyway yeah yeah i mean anyway if if it said compose i dave i don't even mind the big blue button honestly hmm. if it if it said compose but it says I new think, mail. I think, I think i think about it, but it says new mail and so that to me says i'm supposed to be refreshing this to get my new mail mm -hmm. that's how yeah. i would interpret that as well no. yeah. new message <laughs> and one of the one of the things too that i just found out and dave you probably knew about this but apparently yeah. on the on the m1 chips Teams does not support a virtual background. No, right. it does. It does. I think it does. I think it does. I, I well, maybe I new teams them. does. I think it does. Well, you know, it does. does. I, I, I've uh, I've used it. It wasn't. Oh yeah, if you're using Teams Classic, <clears throat> then maybe it doesn't. Um, yeah. 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 I, anyway. I mean, some of the decisions. Another that are case being of made. spectacular product yeah. management on Microsoft's part. I don't want to go off too much of a tangent on this, but I, I I thought it was a good story. People should know about it too. It's super yeah. frustrating and it's really hard to get things done when all anything wants to do when it's broken is yep. talk to you about it. Like, no. Yep. Especially because that never comes up unless you are taking some sort of action. Like, I'm in the midst of quitting this to troubleshoot or I'm upgrading my operating system. So I was just going through and quitting everything or whatever. And, you know, now you want to throw a speed bump in the middle of the thing that I'm already trying to do. Thanks. That yep. was sarcastic. When I'm when I'm doing something on my on my computer, it needs to be all about me. Mm -hmm. And if I choose to you, if I choose to use your tool, then your tool should be helping me do what I want to do, not getting in my face and saying, 
wouldn't you love to use our tool more? Wouldn't you love to use this other tool of ours? At least not, not every anymore. single time. Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah. no. it's anymore. it's all about Microsoft. You should know that. Yeah, it's not about yeah. you. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. Uh, let's go into one more last story here. Uh, Final Cut Pro. I'm excited to see, see this. Uh, Apple released a uh, a uh, press release in their newsroom a couple of days ago as we record this. Uh, they have uh, Final Cut Pro has taken the video editing and on the Mac and the iPad to this next level with some more more but new powerful new features. Uh, latest updates streamline the editing process with improvements to timeline navigation, expanded in app content and voiceover recording. Um, and I'll, I'm not going to read the whole thing here, but we're going to go through, uh, uh, I'll mention that some of the organizational tools are going to be, have been improved for time, you know, com- editing complex timelines, uh, make it easy in the Mac, uh, update will also allow editors to see organization at their timeline gl- at a glance and easily differentiate clips from assigned roles. So they've done some really cool things and um, more optimization for Apple Silicon was as well they should, as well as on the iPad version of Final Cut Pro, um, they uh, did did some new voiceover voiceover capabilities and some workflow benefits, um, and uh, they also had creators can now uh, increase their efficiency by combining a select group of co- uh, connected clips or storylines and consolidate them into a single connected storyline. So nice. they've done some really cool things here. Um, it's going to, it's going to get released as a free update for the existing, uh, uh, owners of the, of the software, uh, and towards the latter part of this month or next month, as well as, uh, for the final cut pro for the iPad. And of course, you don't know it's two, it's $300 for final cut pro. So you've got to be a pretty serious uh, video editing person that you Mm -hmm. want to pay for final cut. And some people may not like that price and there's other alternatives, but final cut is pretty awesome. I own it myself. As well as on the iPad, you do have to, it's a subscription service. So, but it's 49 bucks a year or $4.99 a month. So if it's something you think you'd like to put in your workflow, it might be, might work out something as far as uh, on your iPad. So guys, any thoughts? It's always iMovie. Yeah, there's that too. Chuck, (laughs) go ahead. You're a final, I know you're a Final Cut user as well as Jeff. Yeah. Yeah, I I, I am, uh, Dave. My my camera keeps adjusting itself. I don't quite know why. Um, wait till it switches cameras on you randomly, like happened to earlier. We saw a wall. Just a wall. Um, but what's, uh, I think, in, in my opinion, what's great about this, though, is that I have never paid for a final cut, cut update. Once you buy it, yeah. you pretty it's much buy it. And yeah. it has been mm-hmm. years. And so, you know, and when, and there was a bit of a kerfuffle as usual, you know, that the new version for the iPad was going to be a, a subscription. Right. But if you really need it on the iPad, fifty bucks is cheap. So, mm-hmm. and and the fact that I know there there's always concern when, especially among the, the Final Cut community, when something isn't updated frequently, mm-hmm. um, they they feel like that may be slipping behind. Mm-hmm. I still I, yeah. I I've played with Premiere, I've worked with Vinci, DaVinci DaVinci Resolve, um, great products, no question. But Final Cut is. It just makes sense to me in so many ways. So yeah, if you, same. If you do want to get into video editing, give it a good hard look because there's so there's so much yep. support around it. There's so mm-hmm. many other assets and resources that can be added to it. Mm-hmm. It's just a phenomenal thing. So, and I'm anxious to. I've I've seen a demo of some of these features. I'm really anxious to see exactly yeah. how I can use but- it. The, the big difference is the big difference is like you have iMovie to start with. Like if you're mm-hmm. starting with video, it's just very simple things you want to do. Use iMovie, works fine. 
right. then when you when you're like, oh, we want to do more, you jump over to Final Cut, and it is it, yeah, a lot of stuff from from iMovie still applies. Yes, it can do much more. It's more complex. It has more features. All of it, yes. Mm-hmm. But the learning curve is not as steep. Premiere is is a, I mean, even for me, I switched from Final Cut to Premiere, and it, it was a completely different beast. It was mm-hmm. really hard mm-hmm. to learn, yeah. in my opinion. It's it, the interface yeah. is not great I, anyway. I found that too. Yeah. yeah. So, I a mean, you get used to it and you learn it. Like it's fine, but I, I think I still think Final Cut is better for for me personally. Right. How about you, Jeff? Um, I, I, I was happy when Final Cut for iPad was announced. And I love that we're seeing more features show up for for the Mac version and the iPad version. I mean, we are talking about pro level tools here, mm-hmm. so keep rolling in more pro level functionality. Um, mm-hmm. I'm I'm a Luma Fusion user, right? And mm-hmm. I feel like uh, like Final Cut Pro on the iPad is finally the first actual competition to LumaFusion that we've seen for nonlinear video editing on the iPad. Yeah, yeah. And, and something I just remembered, Final Cut is also Apple's kind of demo app, you could almost say, that shows off, look how cool uh, this, these MacBooks, these these yeah. Apple Silicon chips look are and all do. of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So kind of makes sense. Yeah. And, and Jeff, I'm glad you brought up uh, LumaFusion because... They are they're seriously competing competing products. LumaFusion is mm-hmm. a one time purchase, um, and they have a, a couple things that they've added over time that are significant enhancement features. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the it, it, so we have two world class video editors for the iPad. Mm-hmm. That's no small mm-hmm. thing, and 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 the fact that now you have Final Cut as well just brings more awareness of what you can do on an iPad. Yeah, for, with either Final Cut or LumaFusion, so you know, try both and pick the one that works for you. Yep. Yeah. Anything to add, Ben? Before we uh, move on, three DaVinci Resolve is on the iPad as well. Yep. Uh, nice. Oh, fair. Yep. I forgot about yeah. that. You're right. You're right. Thank you. But but I have to say, I mean, whether you go with iMovie. Uh, whether you go with DaVinci Resolve free or whether you go with Final Cut, right now you really can't make a bad choice. Mm-mm. Nope. There's a lot of great choices. Yeah. The right tool for the job is important and it's it shouldn't be too complicated to uh, find the one that works for you. So, yeah, it's just nice that there's a lot out there to really uh, help. I mean, on a larger level, it also helps shift the conversation about what you can do with just an iPad, you know, I can run Final Cut on an iPad just like I can on my computer and do, right. you know, professional level video editing with my iPad. And, you know, that I think that's important as well. Like everybody recognizing that you've got the kind of horsepower and you've got the capability on that device. So mm-hmm. I'm glad mm-hmm. for it. Yeah. And, and yep. Jeff said something too, I think that's important uh, that we just sort of glossed right over. And that is this is a pro level tool. This mm-hmm. is yeah. being used in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Okay, so right. if it if it seems a little complex to you, that's because it should be. You're flying a fighter a, jet. You're not flying a Cessna. It's yeah. a complex so, tool. So yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And what you can do with it, you can make it dance if you know what you're doing. So yeah. don't be intimidated by it. Just recognize that 
it's it's got a lot of room for you to grow into. Yeah, absolutely. All right, let's move on to the topics this week. Um, mixing it up a little bit, uh, we're going to start with uh, iOS 17.1's updates. 17.1.1 came out uh, this this past week. We had some bug fixes, and there was a BMW wireless wirelessly charging mm-hmm. issue as well as the weather at widget. Uh, it just two weeks after 17.1 came out, which of course 171 brought us the new airdrops and standby and Apple Music features we talked about earlier. Um, and you just go ahead and set it, uh, update it like you normally do. Uh, so it, uh, it's, I'd say go get it because there are some bug fixes and security patches that are always there. And we'll make mm-hmm. sure that you're, you're running this. Um, Apple specifically says in rare circumstances, Apple pay and, and other NFC features may become unavailable. And on iPhone 15 models after the wireless charging in certain cars, so they didn't say BMW, <laughs> excuse me. <laughs> and then the, uh, <laughs> yeah. And then the weather lock screen, which may not correctly display snow. <laughs> okay. Which is bad because it's coming up now. It's yeah. coming, especially. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. So go out, get that update. Very important uh, to do that. Uh, they also updated uh, HomePod 17.1.1. And um, mm-hmm. I, I specifically noted this in the show notes that, Jeff will have some comments about this. So uh, <laughs> HomePod, it does fix a bug that could cause some HomePod speakers to respond slowly or fail to complete requests. This is a couple of weeks after the release of 17.1 update for HomePod, which added the enhanced dialogue for the original HomePod, the original HomePod and HomePod Mini, which I was excited about. Um, so Jeff, what do you think? Did it fix your problems? Finally, after five years of our long national nightmare of home huts <laughs> not performing as they should, they still don't perform. They still as they don't. Should. <laughs> they still have a poor performance issue. Oh yeah. Yes. It's mm-hmm. I, now granted the amount of time from when the update came out to now, it hasn't been that long. And oftentimes a HomePod might seem to be performing better after a software update because it had just rebooted. Because it rebooted, yeah. And uh, and so like immediately after installing the update, sure, my HomePod seemed to be performing better. However, um, it is uh, it is still failing to do things, even though it's clear that uh, that it heard me. Mm-hmm. And um, a couple things felt faster when I was doing requests, but that was right after the reboot. Mm-hmm. Uh, my my take on this, with the limited amount of time we've had to to really experience this update, is thanks Apple for pulling another Lucy on me. Oh. Yeah, still responding from the wrong rooms, so. Well, just call your friend Barbara Streisand and have her get Tim Cook on the horn. There you go. (laughs) You know, I like how you think. I'm going to call her, you know. um, Babs. 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 Yeah, it's Jeff. (laughs) (laughs) Anyone else have any other thoughts about the HomePod? I think it's, uh, go ahead, update it. It's important. You got to keep these things up to date. uh, Just Uh to. Yeah, just don't expect anything magic happening. um, Yeah, add to that. um, uh, Ben can probably attest to this one. There was a release of new firmware to the Beats Fit Pro and the Power Beats Pro. I don't know if you have those. Um, Oh, yep, Fits Pro. 
And yeah, so hot and it said that doesn't really part any details of what that updated, but uh I'm sure it's just some some bug fixes and improvements. There is one. Go do it. Yeah. Yep. So yeah. <laughs> take care of that. Uh and um you got watch 10.1.1 that was released this past week as well. This did fix a problem with the Apple Watch battery drain bug. That's a problem. Yes. Uh, Apple today released that uh, update, uh, which came out in September. It was only two weeks after 10.1 came out, which added the uh, double tap and name drop support. Uh, so make sure you, you don't definitely go out and upgrade your Apple Watch because that, especially if you're noticing some pretty bad uh, battery drainage. Uh, another thing. Today. That 10.1.1 fixed, at least for me. Um, 10.1 broke some of my um, uh, complications. And like they, they wouldn't display. Mm-hmm. So they, they were still there. I could tap on them and then it would take mm-hmm. me into the appropriate app. But there, mm-hmm. there was just nothing visible on the watch face. With 10.1.1, uh, broken widgets are, mm-hmm. are bro- not widgets broken complications <laughs> are, are yeah. displaying correctly again for me well that's good all right and it's about and again I, and I'll, I'll, I'll make, yeah i'll make one quick note on this um i'm i've got uh, an apple watch 7 and for whatever reason this update took forever to verify on the phone and then install oh yeah same happening mm-hmm. to me I, I mean like hours but wow w- oh wow we, but when that's it was done well, look, I, I don't know what was going on in the background, but when it was done, everything worked and my battery life is definitely improved even on seven than it, uh, than it was on 10.1. So no, it happened to me on the series nine. So I had to do a, I, I ended up just doing a hard reset uh, just to reboot it. And then that seemed to help it, but it was sitting for a good long hour. You know, I think I did it during, during Mac voices the, the, the other day and, and it was uh, sitting there. I was like, what the hell is going on with this thing? Um, yeah. So, yeah. So just well, be, be patient with it. Uh, Cause I think our friend Webb Bixby said he had the same thing. He yeah. he got frustrated and did a hard reset mm-hmm. and I just, I, I put it down and thought I'm going to walk away and go do something else. And I came back and it was still doing it and it just, just just be patient, and eventually it went through, and now the watch is better than ever. Yep, I agree. All right, uh, let's go ahead and move on to beta. Uh, this week, uh, 17.2 beta 2 was released on on, on uh, the beta cycle here. Uh, it uh, did expand some some new features uh, in here. Uh, let's uh, I'll take a look at 70.2. So it it. The biggest new feature is the journal app. I don't know if anybody, I know yeah, Ben, if you've I've looked at the, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I forgot Patrice. Yeah. Was, how is the journal yeah, app? I I've tried it. It's, it is. I actually really like the, the app. I mean, the, the integrations into other apps are still missing um, because Apple okay. promised that, but for sure it just started shipping. So I don't think anybody could have worked on that. Um, but the journal app itself, it's, I mean, I've used journal apps like a lot and I actually like mm-hmm. them. And this, this is a really good solution. Like it, it shows me all, like all my, for example, all my exercises and if I took photos, like while I was out and about, it shows that. And you can like, you can just create an entry, like by like one tap, simply say, create an entry without writing anything about it. And it just creates an entry for like whatever those photos were, or whatever you did. So it's really good. Really like it. Okay, good. Did you have a chance to try it at all yet, Ben? I know you were... You hadn't had enough time on it. Um, not enough time, not enough interest. 
Then there's that. <laughs> fair point. Fair enough. That's fair. Uh, let's uh, uh, also uh, ten, uh, watch OS 10.2 was released. Uh, not anything uh, major notably, unless, Patrice, you know something that, that that's not uh, No, I, I wanted to mention one thing that you forgot in, in the, uh, the 17.2 oh, beta 2. Oh, thank you. That thank is uh, the, what is it called now? The video. The 3D video? Spatial video. Yes, exactly. I'm blanking. Spatial video. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Yeah, 1080p only, 30 frames per second only. Um, you have to enable it specifically in, in the settings app. Like it's it's fairly limited, I think, but it's there if you want to test it now. Yeah, spatial video, and that's going to be spatial used video. with the with the Vision Pro at some point. Yeah, and you can watch them on your phone, but for sure not in spatial anything. It's just a video, right? All right, just, and then just I'm, think of, think about that oh, for a second. Patrice says only. 1080p at 30 frames per second. Yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> By today's how, standards. Th- that's how demanding we've become. That's how far yeah. we've come and, and very quickly because it's not that long ago that that 720p uh, 720p was a big deal. Yeah. And now it's like, yeah, 1080, uh, that's, uh, that's okay. Well, 1080 is fine, but when you're doing uh, 3D depth things, especially when you're doing something with like with vision pro where the higher resolution is is very obvious mm-hmm. and uh and the 30 frames that uh per second uh doesn't give you as smooth uh video flow as you really need when you're doing the the 3d type uh viewing like that mm-hmm. yeah it's it's okay to say only however your point that that uh, we, we've gone from from you know what what 480 up to 720 and mm-hmm. then 1080 and now and now we can say only 1080 only yeah yeah only all right let's uh i'm just gonna just run through these real quick uh, again, we mentioned Watch OS 10.2 is out. Uh, TV OS 17.2 is out for developers. So nothing special there. Uh, Apple did uh, release a new firmware upgrade to the AirPods Pro 2. Um, and, uh, of course, you never know what they're doing and when it's going to get updated. Um, <laughs> so articles in the show notes about that. There isn't really much else to say about that. It looks like it's going to be just the, the the version 2. It's the Lightning model and the USB-C model, so it's both. Um, so, uh just check on that. You'll see uh, what that has to be updated uh, at some point. It'll just do it automatically. You won't even know. Um, so, uh, so that's that with, uh, with, with updates on that. So one of the main topics I wanted to talk about this week was I found this article that's really interesting. It was actually in consumer reports of all places. I don't usually use that source as a place to discuss things here on the <laughs> show, but I thought this was a really interesting thing about the uh, cables. Um, mm-hmm. And, They've, they went through some tests. They tested cords from Apple, from Samsung and other brands and looked for durability and found some two clear champs of what, um, what were, uh, good one that's priced at $29, one that's priced at $6 and 55 cents. So <laughs> you kind of see what the extreme is between those two cables. And these are USB-C cables. Uh, and 
you know, you can go through some of the brands that uh, that that has uh, that has cables from Amazon Basics, Walmart's ONN brand, which I actually bought one of those cables. To actually, I think I remember Ben, you found that plug one one week we were looking at that, so I ended up buying it because uh, we all have to buy cables, right, and plugs. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and a number of these were lightning cords, and some of them were USB cords. So they did a bend test, uh, and then they did a twist test. And then they show the animation here, how they were doing some pretty serious twisting of cables to see how long they last before they break. Mm-hmm. And they basically said that uh, they can re- recommend two charging cables, which is the Apple Lightning cable, which is the first one at twenty nine dollars, and that's the uh, uh, that they tested the two meter version, and the mm-hmm. one meter version, of course, is ten dollars less. And then they got the results below. Um, so it showed that over, uh, for the Apple cable, it was, a, it was a mm-hmm. 11,500 bends before it, it actually failed on the lightning to USB. You look at the Amazon basics on the lightning cable, as well as the ONN from Walmart, 796. So mm-hmm. that's quite a drastic you know, number there. Uh, same. And, and when you go back to the, the USB-C cables, they didn't rate Apple for some reason, but they did do the Amazon basics, USB-C to USB-A yeah. cable. 11,500 bends and then the other, other brands were a lot lower. So I, I, I just found this to be very interesting to see, you know, we don't even think about that to really how long these cables last or we, you know, we all buy cables all the time. We all buy uh, adapters all the time. Mm-hmm. I'd like to get the panel's thoughts on what, what, what cables do you, what cables do you like? I buy anchor a lot of times. I buy other brands that aren't listed here. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I'll start with you, Chuck. What, what, what does, does cables matter to you? Do you just buy, you know, you're not going to go to those, the, the Walgreens or the local drugstore to buy a cable there as I don't ever do that. But what cables do you stick with when, when you buy, when you buy cables? Yeah, I, I've, I mean, it has to be a dire emergency to go to Walgreens <laughs> and pick up. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Um, I, I, I tend to stick with, with Anchor. Um, I tend to stick with OWC. Okay. Um, yeah, you may be paying a little bit of a premium. The the one thing, the kind of the fallacy I find in this test is that it's testing for bending. It's like, right. okay, th- that's fine. But when it comes to USB-C now, we're passing more power through than we've ever passed through before right. to our devices. And, you know, they say before it failed. Okay, if it failed just by not charging, that's fine. If it pa- failed by shorting out your device, that's a whole other different level of fail. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I look at this and say, okay, fine. You can save a lot of money, but uh, they, they do acknowledge that Apple has superior engineering. Anchor huh. does a great job. OWC does a great job. Um, there, there are other brands out there, the, the reputable brands. Um, so... Those those are the ones I stick with because I just feel like I don't want to risk my machine, you know, sure. on on that. That just is it's it's not like it used to be, and you you have to be aware. And so, yeah. more power to Consumer Reports. I use them for a lot of things, um, sure. but and and I respect these tests for what they tested for. Right. Mm-hmm. But there's another piece of the story that we never got to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Great. How about you, Patrice? I know you buy a lot of cables. Um, like we all do here. Why, why am I even saying actually, that? So. Actually, I don't buy that many cables because I have a ton of Apple cables lying around. Like, you know, every device comes with them and they really do last very long. Um, yeah. So like I'm I'm like Chuck, I, if I have to buy something, it's either Apple or Anchor or OWC. That's usually the three. Um, but like I mean, I by the way, I know why the iPhone use the Apple USB C cable did the iPhone cable isn't included. 
because I think it wasn't enough time from the time Apple actually shipped it to to, to test it. It, it takes true. a while to to do oh, this yeah. eleven thousand bands. Yeah, com- right. Yeah. They true. said six years of use, I think, on the the Lightning cable from Apple. Yeah, so, I mean, they like, they, they shortened that. They shortened it for sure in a shortened amount of time with yeah. their, their test stand. But yeah, but it, yeah. like the article actually has some some really good point. Uh, you can like you can't tell from the price and you can't tell from the brand because mm-hmm. like the 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 lightning amazon one like basically would have failed after six months but the USB-C lasted forever mm-hmm. uh the cheapest was in some cases better than in their test at least than than the most expensive one so mm-hmm. it you, you can't you can't really tell like without actually testing it um, but what's true is for the, let's say for the reputable cables, most likely thing that's going to happen is they're going to fray. You can bend them over time, they're going to fray. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yep. it, this test is for sure a really good measure of what would happen when you use it over time. And you don't want to f- want it to fail after a couple of months because that's kind no. of waste of waste of everything. Yeah. Yep. How about you, Kelly? Um, I buy some cables um i like retractable cables because Mm -hmm. i like my cable bag not to be a complete disaster so um (laughs) i have uh uh who's my thanks my lightning cable skosh Um, uh, yes i have um some skosh usb a and there's a usb c retractable one that i got that i can't remember who makes but it's been pretty reliable um and then i buy a lot of ugreen and like for MagSafe, mm-hmm. um, uh, what's ESR is who makes the the Halo Lock stuff, yeah. and they have a MagSafe cable with a little kickstand on the back, which is super handy. Uh, so um, I I buy like different things for you know, this. You know, I need a, a really long cable or a really short cable. Um, I have another one that's got like every end on it, so I don't have to worry about that. That I got from uh, Rolling Square, and the thing that i find in them especially now with USB-C, is what kind of power you can put through them because there are some that are only that are very Mm -hmm. low power so in an emergency if you're stuck with no other cable except this one and you need to plug your computer into it your computer wants like 65 watts or more and this cable will only do 30 you know um and that can be a problem so that's the other thing you kind of have to look for uh, my go-to tends to be um jsox or um uh ugreen and then for magsafe stuff i've got some some esr gear that i like a lot uh, and i tend to stick to those um i do have owc cables and i have like power banks from uh, skosh and and you know some smartish stuff and those are the ones that i kind of go to because uh that's the other thing that that they are are not showing you is like what kind of throughput you're getting from those so um you know did it charge my did the amazon basics cable charge my laptop in a reasonable amount of time or you know did it take forever or did the mm-hmm. samsung one you know the the samsung USB-C cable did it charge uh, you know, somebody else's regular iPhone 15, just fine. But David's Pro Max took all afternoon. You know, that that kind of stuff, I think, matters, right. too, because that's one of the things sometimes if you look at the reviews on the cables like at Amazon or um, like Adoram or B&H, uh, when you look at the stuff for the cables, there's always somebody that hooked up uh, 
a volt tester to it, you know, to show like it says it will do 35 watts and it does 35 watts or it says it'll do 35. It does 10, you know, and and being able to find out that throughput. Yep. So that's a thing, especially because USB-C is not the same as Thunderbolt, is not the same as USB-4, is right. not the same that's... as, you know, when you get into, once you wade into what you actually need the cable for, it all gets really complicated in a hurry. So, um, you know, if you're looking for a cable, you kind of have to go in knowing what it is you, you're setting out to achieve, and then you can go from there. And it sucks that it's that complicated. And it it makes things really hard, but um, at least there's some brands out there that are very reliable and that's good. Jeff and Ben, would you have anything to add that, that would be any different than everybody else has talked about with cables? I'll give you an honorable mention. Uh, don't forget mm. about rad tech. Awesome rad cables. Tech. Yes. I, yes. I have a rad tech uh, USB a to lightning cable mm-hmm. in my car. That is. I don't. I bet it's close to ten years old now, and is, is still that one? solid. Um, wow. th- this is the sister cable. It's it's this cable. Well, this no, is I the remember same cable that I have in my car. When you picked me up from the airport many that's, years ago, that's the, it's that same it's cable. That cable. It's still okay. in my car. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And it's probably worth pointing out that in Jeff's that's environment, with the temperatures going up and down and sideways, mm-hmm. that is sometimes in the same day. Yes, uh, yeah, that's kind of ones. amazing. That's Sometimes kind of amazing. between yeah. meals. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. During the, the meal. It, in the time it took to tell you the weather was weird, it got weird again. <laughs> yeah. So, yes, Kelly, the that cable that you're thinking of. <laughs> yes. That's it's that, that cable. I'm still using it. Yes. Nice. Wow. <clears throat> Last word so, for you, Ben, on, on cables. Um, honestly. I'm kind of all over the place. If it's yeah. for, if it's anything I don't, that's mission critical on my Mac. I use Thunderbolt cables, even if it's not, not a fully a Thunderbolt task. Right. But I mean, yeah. as far as day to day cables, Anchor, great company. They also have mm-hmm. a distribution deal with Walmart. So you can find them at any super center. Mm hmm. The lesson here may be that if you see a cable that comes with a free coup- a coupon for free General Says Chicken, don't. Uh, no. <laughs> I was going to say, I was gonna say a free fill-up. No General Says Chicken. Free yeah. tank of gas. Yeah, just, just not a good idea. No. Yeah. Also, don't eat the General Says Chicken yeah. so. if, it's, if it's given as a coupon. Yeah. <laughs> That's for sure. No, no oh, to thanks. self. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> this was a this was a good topic to talk about because we all use cables in one way or another, and I think uh, I didn't. And like Chuck said, Consumer Reports is a very knowledgeable. Uh, they're very knowledgeable people, a good source for for that kind of stuff. And uh, yeah. and and uh, we we uh, you, you should be aware of it. And I'll have links in the show notes as well as links to a lot of these cables that we mentioned, uh, uh, so you can check them out yourself. Um, we're gonna go ahead and uh, uh, one more t- topic here to wrap up. I wanted to, to do a quick review of the Apple Pencil, the USB C version that just came out. You know, the Apple was spouting out the great fact that they they released this new, much lower priced pencil. And we've already talked about the pencil, what the differences are between the the uh, the Apple Pencil two and this. And we know that someone like Jeff or anybody who's an artist is not going to want to use this pencil. Um, so uh, 
uh, right off the bat, I mean, I've got it showing on the camera here. The cable seems like kind of wonky to plug this in. That's the only way you can charge it. You cannot charge this pencil on the on the uh, the iPad itself, even though it is magnetic and will attach. Uh, I've tried it a number of times and it will not charge it. The only way you can charge it is by cable, as far as I can see. Um, uh, you are correct. It is yeah. USB-C only for charging. Right. So, I mean, it feels cheap, honestly. And you, and you go back, we've talked about it with those cheaper $18 pencils. Uh, I were, you know, your, uh, Apple's charging $79. So, uh, in my opinion, I mean, I could feel, I mean, I've got both the, 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 the Apple Pencil 2 and this. I compared them. And I definitely see uh, a big difference, and 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 definitely the the pressure sensitivity is not there, and and so I I don't even know why would anybody would buy this pencil. I'll be honest. Um, I think it's something that uh, uh, people are just not going to be too excited about once they get it, and then especially when you can buy off one of those knockoffs for eighteen twenty dollars, are perfectly fine pencils for what you need. Um, but if you're really a true artist and you want something. That's good. Stick with the pen, the Apple Pencil too. I don't think uh, there's any other reason to to want to, to go with that. So, well, anybody else has add to uh, Jeff? You have anything to add on that? Well, uh, thank you for validating my decision to not even bother getting one to try it out because I know it's not yeah, the right. I saved you the seventy nine dollars. There's the box. <laughs> it's going to go right back in the box and it's going to get returned. So, <laughs> I mean, that says a lot right there. Um, yeah, I don't. I, no I think there is a market for that. It even though we yeah, are not is. that market right. and uh, at risk of, of this sounding bad, Chuck, I think you are more likely to be in the market or at least Apple's target market for this pencil. Someone that wants uh, a stylus for, for writing or just tapping things like that. And they want it to be from Apple. Mm-hmm. Then that's, that's, I think where this fits in. But for someone that's going to be seriously using this for a wide range of uh, of uh, activities, and especially including uh, more creative think, mm-hmm. uh, art-related activities, the USB-C Apple mm-hmm. Pencil is not the right tool. Right. Correct. Jeff, um, thank you for pointing out as a potential target market, but... This this is back to Kelly's comment about the right tool for the right job. Um, I have a knockoff as well, um, and it does charge by the uh, just sitting it on the iPad, and that to me is a much more important feature than the pressure sensitivity or anything else. So you know, if this is again one of those, think about how you're going to use it, think about which features are important to you, and then see if there's an option out there. Uh, that that suits it. The one other thing you got to be careful about, and Jeff, you know a lot more about this than I do, but the tip that is going to be interacting with the surface of your iPad, if you don't do what I do, and I have a glass screen protector on, so if it scratches the glass screen protector, that's fine. I can just take it off. But if right. it scratches the actual glass of the iPad, uh, you know, now you have a that's problem. That's bad. So, you know, just be aware of those factors when selecting and and again, look at who the, the manufacturer is. I've got one that I have never heard of the company before or since, but it <laughs> works. It works just fine for me. And again, I've got the glass screen protector, so there's no downside because I'm not plugging in anything that is going to potentially damage my iPad. 
Well, Chuck, I, I will now build on that because clearly we've taken over the show from Dave. Yeah. No, not at all. I want, I want, I want, I wanted your opinions on the, on the Apple pencil. That's why I bought it. Just I took one for the team to see what, uh, what was all about. And, and now you're going to take it back for the team. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, hey, Apple if, has if, a 14 day return policy. I'm going to take, take advantage of that. Of that. Yeah. yeah, if if you're planning on doing the screen protector thing, but you also want to have the all in uh you know, like complete solution uh screen protector plus you have the better uh uh tactile feel and it uses special tips, um you end up having to get Apple's pencil, the Apple Pencil 2 right. to to actually mm-hmm. do that. And I mean, like example, here's my my rock paper pencil kit it showed up finally <laughs> and it's great but if i was using a knockoff apple pencil mm-hmm. it's worthless because it includes its own special apple pencil tips so you have to use an apple pencil with it though that said those will work with the USB-C one yes that's oh, yeah, true yeah the tips are the same yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah. Very good. All right. So one last thing I had an app I wanted to talk with you guys, but so you don't know if you were aware of it or not. Uh, this is a new PDF app I hadn't even discovered before and it's absolutely free, which is even the best part. It's a, it's called PDF gear. It does have a uh, uh, copilot AI and uh, it's got some seriously powerful uh, editing tools. Uh, this, it, it, it really just, you have basically access to everything and you have access to being able to do quick conversions to you know, things like word and Excel and, and, and PowerPoint and any, and those types of things in here. Um, but it does have this advanced AI co-pilot, uh, which is an AI assistant to work with PDFs. Um, and it, it will look and convert and, and have all these things that'll work when it comes to AI um, makes, it, it is very simple, uh, to work with as far as PDFs goes, a uh, good suite of apps. And then who wants to pay for PDFs, who wants to pay for Adobe Acrobat when you could have something like this, that's probably meet your needs. Um, and there's many others out there. I mean, P- the PDF market is so saturated with different apps out there, but I found this to be interesting because it does also work. It works with not only Mac OS, iOS, it works with windows as well. So, and it's hundred percent free. There's no limits, any size you can edit and all that kind of stuff. So, <laughs> I have a link to the article actually it was written up in Macworld about it. Um, and the link is in the show notes as far as uh, any of that. They also have another app called just if you want a conversion app, which is also free. This is on the i uh, this is on uh, the iPhone or the iPad. It's called PDF Converter Gear 2. And you just launch this open and you can just select any of the types of things that you want to convert. It's either you want to convert a, a PDF to Word, an image to PDF, PDF to image, so on and so forth, merging, splitting. It's all there in this in this particular app that it works. I would think probably more, more valuable on the iPad would it be on the iPhone, but it does work with both. Um, that one's absolutely free too. It's, uh, it's the same developer, uh, PDF Gear, Gear Tech uh, is the name of the company. And um, I thought these were pretty cool apps you should check out. Dave, I have a question for you. Yep. Um, as as someone who deals with PDF a lot, I see uh, you can fill out PDF forms. Does it let you mm-hmm. create a PDF form? I believe yes, it does. Wow. Oh. As I saw, I mean, I just looked at this like a couple, like a day or two ago, so I didn't have a ton of time playing with it, but almost positive it, it does. Mm. So it's well, worth I'll a try. I'll be testing all the, all the, this out. 
Yeah, if it's a, it's free, I'd I'd like to get your uh, yeah, maybe we can get uh, your feedback next week on this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, can, all right. Can I can I be that guy? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, and the question you're about to ask, I I want to know the answer to as well. Which question are you going to ask, Jeff? <laughs> I, I, I'll let you ask this model if they're giving this away for free. Well, ding, that ding. fits in with mine because this says, you know, build in AI, it will summarize documents. Um, is this is this summarized on documents? Because um, I look at PDF Gear 9, Ben Coolen Street, Sunshine Plaza, Singapore. And <laughs> I'm sorry to say that, but, you know, I it's just the world we live in that I've become so I sensitive know. to this. And we've had on, on all of our shows, we've had conversations about security and ai and large language models and so mm-hmm. if enough. it is if it is summarizing a document how is it doing it i want to know more about its ai before i'm sure. going to do anything other than maybe you know a recipe for chicken soup mm-hmm. right no i mean Absolutely. and it's it's a it seems like a, a decent pdf editor in itself you don't necessarily have to use the ai ai part of it but yeah, you know, mm-hmm. I like. Yeah, I like to see what your guys' thoughts to try it with something that's not that's not sensitive. And all right, I'll even well, try they, they do address my question, which is, what's the business model? Mm-hmm. And uh, their their about page says that they're currently offering their products for free to build a user base, and uh, and then charging for premium features at an affordable price is our future monetization plan. But the so it's VC funded and yeah. yeah, 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 and, and that's great. Maybe it yeah. is, you know, mm-hmm. but it it just this applies to almost everything we talk about on all of our shows. Sure. Is just ask a couple questions and think about it. Ninety nine percent of the time, you're probably just fine, but it's that one percent that will bite you in the backside. Mm-hmm. I think that applies so to well, life in general. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yep. Yeah. Patrice just well, called down from the mountain to uh, give us. <laughs> <laughs> well, this was an awesome show. Thank you for celebrating my birthday with me. I I, I just love the fact I was able to have all of you on the show this week, and it was an absolute blast. I think this is the most I've had on the show since I've started. So this was this is just a great uh, great. Well, uh, we're not done. If you're trying to wrap up, we're not done. Oh, we're not. Okay. No, because we need to know what you're doing for your birthday. I am going to have a nice dinner with my family tonight. So. That sounds good. That sounds very nice. Okay. Unless you've decided that you don't like your family, but I've met your family. <laughs> yeah. So it sounds you've met my, uh, uh, few, Yeah, you and Chuck have both met my family. So Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we have sounds a Sounds like have, a threat. You've met, hibachi, you've met your family. As I mentioned at the beginning of the show, it's going to be a hibachi dinner. So we're going to, we're going to have some nice. Jap- Ooh, Japanese good. steakhouse. Very nice. Good, good. So, yeah, I mean, we know but, that Chicago has awesome food. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It does. It does. Yeah. So, but thank you all for being here and celebrating and being part of the show. I, I really appreciate it. Um, then let's uh, go ahead and wrap up for this week. That's a wrap for this week. Please send your comments, questions, and just suggestions to our email address, which is feedback at intouchbios.com. You can follow us on Macedon at intouchbios uh, techhangout.social. Support the show by buying me a coffee at intouchbios.com slash coffee. And Speaking of support, I did get a 
I just get get a listener to support us this week. I wanted to read their comment. It was a uh, thank you, Scallion, for buying me a coffee. Yay. Um, he, Go he, Scallion! Thanks, Scallion. And he says, uh, I, for one, will miss the Apple Music voice plan because we talked about the voice plans going away on, on that. But he says, I drive around all day and it fits my needs perfectly. What's more, it's less than half the price of the traditional Apple Music plan. I agree. And and he says, I really enjoy your show. It's especially nice when Jeff Gamut and Kelly Gramont are on. I usually oh. listen to this. Sh- I used to listen to the daily show on TMO and until it was abruptly ended. And it's, so it's particularly nice to hear their voices. One of these days I'll get to listen to the show live. Thanks again, Scallion uh, for their nice comments as well as uh, buying me a coffee. I appreciate that. Nice. Uh, so, uh, and you also can become a patron of the show. If you show, uh, if you want to go to patreon.com slash in touch with iOS to support us, it's you, we have two tiers available to support the show. I would, we would really appreciate it. Make sure you like, share, and subscribe when we're not- when you're notified when we're live streaming. It's usually on Thursday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific on our YouTube channel, which is at youtube.com slash iOS, where you can watch the current and past live streams as well as listen to past shows. Visit In Touch with iOS magazine on Flipboard for many of the articles and the topics we speak of are discussed and they're flipped into this magazine. The link is in our show notes. You can subscribe to the show in your favorite podcatcher, which includes Pocket Casts, Overcast, Apple Podcasts, and many others. But just better yet, go to our website, InTouchWithIOS.com, where you, where all the links to all the ways to listen to us are there. I am Dave Ginsberg, and you can find me on Mastodon at DaveG65 at Mastodon.cloud. And uh, Kelly Gumont, thank you for being here and joining me on this great day. I, I, where can people find you? Uh, well, next week, you can find me celebrating my birthday. Um, That's right. But until then, because I don't know if you were recording initially, it's David's birthday. What a great day. Everyone say happy Happy birthday. birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Thank you. I'm I'm so excited that you had me on on with you for your birthday um, because I'm... Uh, I have been described as the person who likes wearing the giant sombrero at the Mexican restaurant on your birthday. So I'm always excited to help people celebrate who are uh, interested in doing so. Um, so yeah, next Tuesday, you can find me at uh, karaoke because in November we call it karaoke for my birthday. And otherwise, you can find me on Mastodon at Verso at Mastodon.social. Uh, you can find me over on The Incomparable, where I show up on occasional podcasts. Like, uh, we just did a game show episode where we played the 1950s board game Careers, which was really entertaining and hilarious. Um, you can find me on my show, I Want My MCU TV, which is over at The Incomparable, and occasionally blabbing with other people about Star Wars and what have you. You can find me on uh, Tuesday nights, as long as Chuck Joyner still lacks the good sense to not let me into the Zoom meeting. Uh, you can occasionally <laughs> find me uh, on Thursdays on In Touch with iOS with David Ginsburg. And uh, this week, you can find me on the British Tech Network with... Jeff and Patrice and David and the Chuckbot. Uh-huh. That's right. Thanks, Kelly. And uh, Patrice Brennamore, thank you so much for being here. It's always an absolute pleasure to have you. And so, so the few times I can have you on was of our time differences, but I'm so glad you were able to make it today. And uh, where can people find you? Thank you. I mean, thank you for having me. And thank you for also moving it to like a time that I could join. So Absolutely. yeah, thanks. It, it was It was a great show. I really enjoyed it. 
So you can find me, as already was mentioned, on the British Tech Network twice a week, Thursdays on the big show where we talk about the non-Apple side of technology and Fridays on the Mac show where we talk about the Apple side of things. So at BritishTechNetwork.com, that's where you can find that. You can find everything I'm doing, all the podcasts, projects, social media links, literally everything on my website, thepatrice.com. And I have another podcast uh, that I think everybody... No, it's not quite. We still have to do a show with, with Ben, but almost everybody on this panel has been on. We've had a really great episode with David where we basically got to know all the good food in Chicago. Uh, it's Foodie Flashback, foodieflashback.com, where I interview really cool people about their food-related stories and memories and just everything that goes with that. Thanks, Patrice. Chuck Joyner, thanks for being able to make it. I know you had a little bit of work stuff you had to deal with, and I really appreciate you were able to make it uh, on the show. And uh, where can people find you? Hey, David, thank you so much for having me again. I am I am sorry I'm late. Happy birthday. My birthday gift to you is that I will not sing happy birthday to you. <laughs> um, <laughs> you can find you. me on MacVoices, uh, vo- MacVoices.com. Uh, that's where we talk to all kind of interesting folks uh, every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, whatever time that is, wherever you are. We do Mac Voices Live with uh, everyone here, including Patrice, when she can stay awake long enough. Um, mm-hmm. We'd love to have you join us in the chat room at youtube.com slash TV and on all the big socials and all the little ones, too. You can find me as at Chuck Joyner. Again, happy birthday. Thank you, Chuck. Uh, ben Rathick, uh, so glad you were able to make it. I'm glad you're feeling better. And uh, where can people find you? Well, Dave, you can find me on your social media choice at Ben Rathick. You can find my writings at Rathick.tech on the web. On Tuesdays, you can find me on Mac Voices with uh, the Chuckbot himself, Mr. Chuck Joyner. <laughs> on, uh, cut. yeah, I just derailed myself. On <laughs> Thursdays and Fridays, you can find me on the British Tech Network on the Big and Mac shows. Uh, those two together are making me hungry. And you can find me on, uh, uh, here on In Touch with iOS with Mr. Dave Ginsburg. Thanks, Ben. Appreciate it. Last but certainly not least, Jeff Gamut. Thank you always for being here. I really appreciate it. And where can people find you? Dave, it's always a treat to get to hang out with you, especially so today on your birthday. Yeah. Um, okay, where can people find me uh, when when I'm not just uh, hanging out, being super excited about Dave's birthday? Uh, on social medias, Jay Gamut on basically all of them. The ones I'm active on right now are Mastodon on Instagram, and I'm getting more active on threads. Then for shows, Chuck, bless your heart. You keep letting <laughs> me back on Mac Voices Live. It's... Um, I can't figure it out either. I, I can't, <laughs> but thank you. Um, Dave keeps letting me back on in touch with iOS. Thank you for that. Um, then on the British Tech Network on Thursdays uh, for the big show, on Fridays for the Mac show, and Brian Chaffin and I record the context machine. This week's episode is out already. And I interview Brian about his new book that's available for pre-order oh, right nice. now, Accidental Intelligence. I'll put that link in the show notes, too. 
Oh, yeah. I have to make sure there's a link for that. Thank you. And thank you for listening. What a what a what a blast we had doing the show this week. And uh, we're going to come back next week with more great uh, great shows. And uh, I'm going to go celebrate. And then, but until next time, thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.